Well, those of us who have served have all experienced the stripping of any previous identity prior to service and being indoctrinated. And what I mean by that is in a positive sense of we go from who we were as a teenager into the military and suddenly we are rebuilt into the thinking, the discipline, the person that our nation needs us to be who is going to wear the fabric of this nation. So whether we are top of our class or just getting by, when we come out the other side of boot camp, we are a rebranded individual. We are on a path to do something that 93% of Americans have not. And when this service ends, and it always does, there is a huge gap in identity. Who am I after this uniform comes off? Today, we have a rebranding expert on the show to walk us through what it takes to brand identities. She's done it for major companies, industries, and some of the very best methods that work for them work for individuals. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. So there's a great story regarding Dove Soap. And I know some of you are thinking, what the heck are we doing talking about a beauty bar? But that's the whole point. The Lever Brothers, and I think it was either the Lever or Lever Brothers, came up with this soap bar in 1957. The story goes that they hired this marketing guru, Ogilvy, Mr. Ogilvy, to help them market it. And his first comment to them was something along the lines of, this is not soap. It's Dove. They claimed that regular soap left one feeling dry and dove, while still a soap bar with some added ingredients, left one feeling clean, renewed, and not dry. Yet dove was soap, but not soap. Leverhead successfully branded a soap bar as something different that left one feeling better. The whole point of that is branding is everything. And our guest today is Diane DeCivo, Global Chief Human Resources Officer at the Engine Group, a global company. Engine is a creative and media marketing services company built on top of a performance marketing machine. And we'll learn more about what they mean by that. They are experts at helping companies brand, tell their story. And Diane is no stranger to branding. Prior to the Engine, she served as Vice President of Human Resources at Disney ABC Television, Director of Human Resources at Time Warner. She's a graduate of USC. She's got a long laundry list of accomplishments. Diane, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so great to have you. And I shared the Dove soap story. And whether this is fact or fiction or a blend of both, it talks really about the power of branding. And you have been part of some companies who excel at branding, at telling stories. Talk to us about what it means to have not only a brand, but a personal brand. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to have, you know, and I've been blessed. I've worked for great companies that are very well known and big brands and brands that people know. And, you know, to have a brand really means to stand out. It's recognizable. So when I, when people hear that I worked at the Walt Disney Company or ABC or HBO, that's a brand that people know. Um, and having a brand is necessary because it distinguishes you in the marketplace from other products, firms, services, you know, whichever it be. It's something very recognizable, and it helps rise to the top versus others. So having a recognizable brand, people know it. Uh, you know, they remember it that versus other things. 
it also <clears throat> really builds a deeper connection with the with the consumer. So, but so how does somebody do this on a personal level, though, Diane? I mean, we, when we talk about our military and veteran families, you know, who have a brand, right? They have an identity when they're in service. And then suddenly they're, they're you know, they stripped it. That brand comes off them, right? It's like a rebranding. Now we got to figure out what my new brand is. How does somebody go through that process? Yeah. Well, it starts with first identifying what you want your brand to be. So in absence of that, people will define your brand for you, and they'll typically pick personality traits. So the first step for anyone wanting to to figure out their brand is first decide for yourself, what do you want it to be? What are your strengths? What are your values? What are your aspirations? You know, the way Mm -hmm. I, I tell people is start with a list. Write a list down. Write it down. What matters most to you? What are the causes, the people, the things that are important to you, what do you want your legacy to look like? So you have to start by defining your own brand and then work towards that. Well, I think which is a good point because I think as humans, I think as companies, we expect companies to do that, right? Because we need to know, you know, what do they do when, you know, if I'm going to walk through that door, I need to know exactly what this company offers, what they do, what they stand for. And I think what you're getting to is on a personal level, and I'm probably going to take a, I'm, I'm going to stretch here and say that this isn't just relevant to our military and veteran families, but probably for a number of people is they haven't necessarily done that work on themselves. Like, who am I when I walk through that door? What, what does it mean to be me? And you're, you're, I think what I'm hearing you say is it's so important that we do that self-assessment, especially for our military and veteran families who have been like, like visually branded. Right, like they have been visually branded as, you know, I'm a command sergeant major, lieutenant, or a captain in the, you know, in the Navy. Uh, now they have to assess who they are. Correct? Am I, am I hitting it? Yeah. No, absolutely. And you're right. And for them, it's on their chest. They have the badge. They have the medal. It's on their chest. So they don't even have to articulate it. So the first step, and you know, a, a lot of this is for anybody, but especially for people coming out of the military, if they're putting themselves into a different environment or a different culture or corporate America, it's first defining what they want it to be, but figure out what's your elevator pitch because it's not on your chest. And practice what that elevator pitch is. What makes you different than other people? Because the world yeah. is a very crowded place, whether you're a brand like soap where there's a lot of other different soaps, or you're a person competing in the workplace. It's very crowded. There's a lot of competition. So your brand provides differentiation. What's going to make you memorable? What's different that from you, from all of the other people that we see? And you know, interestingly, too, too, if you're coming out of the military, your resume isn't necessarily your brand if you want to make a career change or do something different. So they also don't have that piece of paper. Like when people look at my resume, they can look at the Walt, you know, Time Warner, the Walt Disney Company. It's all written there before I even have to open my mouth. Yeah, right. Because if I show you a resume, you know, constructed by a veteran, there might be some great information in there, but it's buried in a language, if I've never served, probably don't understand, right? Exactly. So uh, understanding my own personal brand, which is so interesting to me, and I love this topic, Diane, is, and you talked about something like what makes me different. And I know in the military, we oftentimes, we remove the difference. 
right? When you talk about male and female, and it's so interesting, we have female guests on our show who have served in the military. Um, we kind of whitewash that. Does it make sense? Like they've got to wear nude nail polish. You know, their hair has got to be up in a bun. I mean, everybody looks alike. The uniforms are pretty similar. And then when we get out, suddenly it's like, okay, tell me, Mike, how you're different. And, you know, we spend a whole lot of work on resumes. Like, let's be sure that we catalog all your experiences and how do we break that down. So, Diane, if I walk through an interview with you, you can understand what I actually did. But what you're saying is, well, that's good. What's even more important is I need to know really a couple things is, you know, why you're different, how you're going to add value, and what separates you from the other 30 candidates I'm going to interview. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly, exactly. And some of the things that I've learned just from the veterans that I've interviewed or or have worked with or socialized with is, although, yes, you have that experience where you're kind of stripping away the differences, what you learn is invaluable. So things like discipline, respect, Passion, hard work, being able to take, to take, being able to take direction. These are all things that in corporate America we look for in our leaders. These are, those are the best leadership skills that you can learn. And these guys, men and women, are learning it on the field. That's right. what makes, that's what makes them different from somebody like me. I had to learn leadership skills in an office and in a corporate environment. They're learning the most amazing leadership skills. That that's what makes them different. So honing in on those types of on those types of things makes you invaluable in the workplace. So how do I weave that into my brand? Because in my mind, you know, as somebody who serves, that's part of who I am, right? That's part of my foundational offering. Like that's a given. So when I go through that door and when I, you know, if I'm thinking about rebranding, if I've got to brand myself, what does it mean to be me? Because that's essentially what you're asking is, okay, so what does it mean to be me? Well, all those traits that you just listed that are important in corporate for corporate leaders are things that I take for granted. But what is it right for me to build that into my brand? So if I say, hey, listen, uh, part of my brand um, is I'm dedicated, I'm loyal, I'm disciplined. Um, is that branding or is those just traits? Yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. The first step to branding something is what are the traits? So what are the traits that make you you? What distinguishes you from other people? What, what, are your val- you know, what do you want to be known for? And then you take all that and that's your brand and that's how you come up with your elevator pitch. Mm, got it. So much, so much in the workplace is you know certain technical skills. You can teach technical skills. You know, I'm an HR person, so I, I'll talk about HR. I can teach somebody human resources. I can't teach things like hard. You know, somebody that's very hardworking, great work ethic, um, respect, passion for the business, being able to take direction and get things done. That those are harder things to teach. You can teach the technical skills. You can teach accounting. You can teach finance. But that inner quality that I find that a lot of people out of the military have, those are the hard things to teach, and that's the message that you want to get across. So what would be somebody that walks through your door 
that's a veteran who served, what would be uh, a clear indication that this person understands their brand? How would how would they communicate that so you go, you know what? I get it. I'm willing to train this person. I know exactly who they are, what they stand for. H- how does that? How do they communicate that to you? Yeah. Can you give me an example? Sure. Yeah. I mean, clearly communicating com- communicating their passions. Um. You know, what we were saying before, what they're good at, what their passions, what makes them tick, what gets them excited. Just explaining all of those things, what they've learned and how they translate that and what it means to them are all things that people want to hear in an interview. It's the behavioral. It's the behavioral piece versus the, te- versus the technical. Yeah. So that, it's so good. One of the things that we did here in one of our masterminds, we did something called, and we do something called the rule of five. And I don't remember if you and I talk about this offline or not, but the rule of five being, you know, what are the five reasons uh, that I will add value to this company? Like I'm a best fit. Like, Diane, I'm going to explain to you the five reasons why I believe I'd be a great fit for your company and where I'm going to add value. And then I give you the five reasons where I think I might not be a great fit or why you probably shouldn't hire me, which is really honestly my opportunity to say, listen, you're only giving me one week of vacation. My family's so used to two. One of my concerns is I give 110% in my job, uh, and I just look forward to those two weeks because that's really the only two weeks I ever take. Uh, so it's a concern for me. Does that give you an idea of who I am as a person, or is that an approach that you would say, gosh, you know what, maybe maybe you shouldn't go that far, or is that a good way to self-reflect? You know, I think sharing what you're – to answer your question, both. Um, I don't know if I would go into it, go into an interview, you know, talking about vacation time. I would wait for that. Sure, um, right. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but go, but going and saying what's important, what's important to you, and talking about values and the, and your family values, absolutely, because that's what people want to want, want to see. They want to see what are your values, what, you know, what are your aspirations, what are your strengths, what makes you tick. What do you want to be known for? That's what they're looking for. They're looking for, you know, who are you? What's important to you? So they, so we can connect. Uh, see, I love that. Okay, that's that's awesome. And and I I I want to get to the one route. Like, if you could coach a veteran on doing one thing before they go into into an interview. Now, I, I know some are going to say this is kind of a leading question, and it's not intended to be a leading question, but what would you say is more important than the resume? Is it the brand, having a clear idea of what the brand is? Yes. Um, having a really clear idea of who you are, being really self-aware of what you're good at and what you love doing. You know, I believe in focusing on people's strengths in that the more that, you know, everybody has strengths and we have, you know, our Weaknesses are, you know, in corporate America, we call them developmental needs. So okay. you, have, you, have your, you have your strengths, you have your develop, developmental needs. If you work really hard on your strengths, they will get better and better and better. If you work on your developmental needs, they may go up a tiny bit, but not that much. So right. I would have somebody really hone in on your strengths because you can make them even stronger, and then people won't see what your developmental needs are as much. So I would, I would. My suggestion would be to really hone in on what are your strengths, what are you great at, what makes you different than other people, what are your values. It really goes down to values. I mean, you get a lot of a lot, an exercise that we go through when helping people figure out what their brand is. Is like I said earlier, just writing a list 
of adjectives of what's important to you. What's important to you? What makes what makes you tick? I mean, you can even if you if you Googled you know ad values and you could see a list of all different types of values to get you started, and then you just start jotting down. Yes, this aligns to me. This aligns to me. You're asking someone that knows you really well. Of what do you see my brand as? Yeah, see, I love that. That is so good. So let, let's talk about your company a little bit because the engine group. You guys are like a global leader in branding. And so, you know, not only major companies, but, I mean, the advice that you're giving to those who are listening to this podcast and will listen to this podcast is so invaluable. And I want to, I want to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about what you guys do at the Engine Group and what is the profile of someone who excels in your company. Yeah. Well, so the Engine Group, you know, our tagline is we exist to help future-proof our clients' businesses. And it's a very diverse company. We're an ecosystem of data, creative, and technology. So we do everything from ad tech to typical advertising agency, creative work, and insights and research. Uh, we're a global company. We're headquartered here in New York. We have 17 offices across North America and the UK, Europe, and Asia Pacific. Um, and we have a, raw, a vast range of marketing solutions content distribution, data, and technology. And the type of person that really thrives at Engine is someone who is passionate. We love entrepreneurs. We're here really to make Engine famous. And we want people that want to get behind us and get behind our brand. Our values are to, are to be connected, to be brave, and to be original. And I mm. look for those qualities in people. Um, Look, look, I mean, we're, we're talking, the population we're talking about, anyone in the military, any vets, there's nobody more brave than what these folks are doing. So, I mean, that, that's something to really hone in on. Um, being brave in the workplace is an amazing quality because in today's world, you really have to take a lot of risks to differentiate yourself from other companies. So, what does it mean to be brave in a workplace, though? I mean, that's, that, uh, you know, it's one thing to be brave on the battlefield, right? And we just say half the time we're just doing our job, right? I mean, we're committed. So, and people in, interpret commitment to bravery when in fact, no, I said I would do it, so now I have to follow through because I have integrity, right? Um, so what does it mean to be brave in the workplace? Be brave in the workplace means to take chances and to take risks. And if you oh. have an idea, and to speak up. If you have an idea, speak up. Even if you think that somebody might not like it or it might not work or it's not the status quo or how we always used to do things, speaking up, take risks. Oh, I love that. So are you guys looking to hire veterans? Is this part of your strategy moving forward? It is. It is. And most, you know, most recently we did an event where we had a couple um, uh, veterans come speak to our company and to other veterans looking to get into the workplace. And what I heard from them in terms of what I said earlier is the discipline and the passion and the respect and their hardworking and how they can take direction. And, you know, if they need to be there at a certain time, they show up. And I mean, the qualities that I heard are all leadership skills. And these are leadership skills that we're constantly trying to teach here in the workplace. And these men and women come with it. They have it. They've learned all of that. So it's, it's, it's invaluable to somebody like me, an HR person who always wants to learn and grow and, and make great leaders out of, out of our employees, that all of these men and women, they come with that already done. So I'm the hardest part. 
Well, and you see, that's so awesome that you guys recognize that, number one, number two, value it. And if somebody wanted to learn more about what you guys do, where should they visit? So we post all of our... We post all of our jobs online on theenginegroup.com, um, and you know we post them regularly. As as soon as a job is opened, it's there, and we're more than willing to talk to people and reach out. We're also very active on LinkedIn, so people can learn more about our company on LinkedIn. Oh, so awesome, Diane! Thanks for being on the show. I, I am 100% grateful, especially with somebody with your experience, your background. I, I think this topic is going to help a ton of people. So thank you for being on the show big time. You're more than welcome. Yeah, I appreciate all the work that you, you have been doing. Um, and you know, I really stand behind this. It's, you know, the work that, that everybody comes with is so important. And I would love to see more veterans working here at the engine group. Yeah, I love that. Well, for those of you who are interested in learning more about the engine group, be sure you check them out on their website theenginegroup.com, and for those of you who are interested in discovering your post-service identity, prepare, plan, execute on your best year ever after transition, you can visit, visit us at operationmilitaryfamily.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Again, Diane, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you.